Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode 101 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Mm-mm Delicious Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and when you make an order, they roast the coffee specifically for you and then ship it to your house. How awesome is that? You don't even have to leave your house. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's one of my favorite coffees, and it's pretty much the only coffee I've been drinking for the last year or so, and uh, it fuels me to do what I need to do to get out there and do these podcasts and stuff. So thanks, Couchtown. If you guys want to save 20% on your order, you can save 20%. Why? Because you're listening to this podcast, and they love you. So when you make an order, mention Audible Farm. That's the code word. The code word is Audible Farm, and you can save 20% on your order. Thanks, Couchtown. I appreciate it, guys. This episode is also brought to you by the Audible Farm Shop. Go to shop.audiblefarm.com or find the shop link anywhere on our website. And uh, you can enter the code word SORROW to save 5% on any order you make today. Uh, That is today only. The day this episode comes out, the code word is SORROW. So if you guys are listening to this episode the day it comes out and you buy some Audible Farm swag, make sure you enter that code word and save yourself 5%. Why is the code word SORROW? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm sitting down with Cody Benton of Air of Sorrow. And I'll tell you what. uh, When I first started playing shows with Three Finger Betty, I played a lot of shows at Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern. And Cody and his now fiancé, uh, were some of the biggest supporters of the band, and Cody quickly joined a band not too long after I joined Three Finger Betty. And uh, that band didn't quite make it. That band's name was Left to Burn, but he did end up forming another band uh, later. So it's one of those cool stories where it's like, even though the first band he tried uh, didn't quite make it, he stuck with it, you know, and uh, didn't give up after that. So it's a cool story of perseverance there. So we kind of discuss a little bit of that as as far as the uh, the band that he's in now, and uh, they actually have an album coming out, which is going to be really cool. There's going to be a handful of songs on that. I saw the artwork for it and everything. It's really sweet. We talk about that as well as some uh, other upcoming videos and promotional things they've got coming up in the next week or two. So uh, check into that in this upcoming podcast. I'm not going to tell you any more about it. I'm going to let you guys listen. It's episode 101 with Cody Benton. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. Uh, sitting down today with Cody Benton. Cody, hey, I've, how's it going? I've uh, maybe pull that mic in just a little bit closer. Yeah, there. I don't know. How's that? That's good. Alrighty. Uh, only thing I'm worried about is when you look at me. If you're gonna be facing away from the mic, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want you to get too far out of frame, though. This is the thing. I don't oh, know. Oh boy. So we're trying this video thing too, and we're we're doing the audio. What's up, guys? Uh, Cody, you are the singer in Air of Sorrow. Yes, sir. Man, so uh, I've actually have a little bit of recording of you singing on uh, the Audible Farm YouTube channel. We talked about that a little bit yeah. before this, and. Uh, that was a different formation of generally the same concept of a band, I'm assuming. Yeah, it all, uh, that was, yeah, it was an old band that I was in that kind of everything, we just, I got a whole new lineup, a whole new band and worked out. We're good. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I guess the progression of that was, um, well, it's kind of like, 
a field of dreams type story, dude. Like build it and they will, you know, come yeah. or whatever. Like um, at Whole Avenue on a Wednesday night, I went in there to see one of my buddies play, um, Chris Anderson, and uh, met Misty. Yep. Now my fiance. Yep. Crazy. And so on the open jams, I'd come in there and just hang out. You know, I got on stage a couple times, play guitar, which I barely do a little bit. I play. Yeah. But not really. I'm not very good at all. So um, I thought it was just sweet watching everybody play. I've just always been a huge fan of music and stuff like that. Had a guitar in high school, but yeah. never really got into it. Thought uh-huh. I was going to be a rock star. All that cool stuff, you know, as every teenager wanted to be yeah so. <laughs> yeah i think we all go through that though we like start out like w- dreaming super big and then we realize like oh this is such a long shot it might not be might not, might not be something we can attain but then you always come back to it for some reason yeah most definitely it was grunge era you know and i thought oh man i'll be this bleach blonde kid grow my hair out long get a guitar and i'll be kurt cobain you know and it never happened uh <laughs> other things took over but then so turn around like Age 30, you know, I, uh, with this open jam thing, I got, we had a spare room in our house at the time. And so I got a drum set and some guitars and stuff. And yeah, we're at a show and, uh, one of my buddies got on stage and, uh, somebody was like, Oh man, who's that? He should be in a band. He's pretty good. And so he's like, he hit me up and was like, Hey, you got all this stuff, right? Like you have a drum set, you have guitars, you have amps, you have a PA, like, mm-hmm. you should start a band. And it's like, okay, cool. So he came over, no clue what we're doing. You know, I was going to play drums, which I don't play drums. Yeah. But so eventually it worked out and things all just fell in place where I ended up becoming the vocalist of this band. And uh, yeah, our first show, actually, we played with you guys at Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern. Yeah. And uh, was, that, was that the one I snagged a couple videos of? Uh, I no, I, I hope not. I no, know, no, I, I, hope, I definitely hope not. No. <laughs> the very first one was like, oh, just a train wreck. It was me and two other people. And it was a disaster. Well, first shows are always this weird trial ground area because it's like you don't quite know what you're getting into sometimes, you know? Yeah. Even sometimes like just going to a new venue is enough to throw a wrench in things where you're like, ah, this might not work out so great. The only thing that we knew the venue and, you know, everybody there. So, you know, like one of our buddies, Tori, he said, all your friends are going to be there. Just fucking get up on stage and do, you know, have fun. Everybody's going to support you. So yeah, that's true. That was cool. You know, it made it a little more, a little less unnerving, Yeah, which is nice, but it was definitely a disaster. It wasn't, wasn't planned or executed or prepared or anything like that. We just went up there kind of winged it, man, and went for it, you know? Dude, I always think about that where it's like, I don't know if this is going to be any good. And most of the time people are just like, just go up there and do it. Cause like how many times have you gone to shows where somebody might not have done like, the best they ever could have, but it was still just like, dude, this was still awesome. Yeah. You know, right? yeah. it's like, why wouldn't anybody think the same way about something you're doing? You know, exactly. so it's like the musician thing, you know, like we're like our own worst critics, you know, it's like when you're on stage and you mess up, just keep going. Cause nobody's going to notice except you. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to be the one at the end of it, which happened to me <laughs> numerous times. Like, it's like, I left out that, like, I forgot a whole chorus on it, you know, as yep. one of the songs, you know, and no one knows but me, but then my bandmates are there to heckle me for sure on it. You know, they're like, Oh, what happened there at that one part of that song, you know? And yeah, yeah, they, you yeah. know, if they if they mess up, then I'm gonna shoot them shit back, you know. I'm like, oh, what about that? You know, this one spot here, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, it dude. is what it is. It's so funny though. I, I love that kind of that just crap talking each other about messing up, even though you don't really nobody really means it in any kind of a bad way. Like I go to a lot of jam nights and if you kinda like biff something or you're like, Oh, I'm in the wrong key here for a second, and then people kinda look at you like, Oh, whoa, geez, and like yeah, we, we noticed, but it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's all good. So it's, it's definitely, yeah, more of a funny spoof, like, ha ha, you know, yeah, like, exactly. I noticed, you know, no one else did, but yep. 
I noticed you messed up. You know, I just want to let you know that I noticed that you messed up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was telling someone not too long ago, I, I go to jam nights and Brad Hofing is almost always like the the guy who has to play bass for like four hours straight at every jam night because no one else wants to play bass. Right. And it's just like, I love watching him mess up because it's so infrequent and he's playing songs he's never heard before. And it's like, how do you do this? And he's just like, I don't know. It's like he just, just keep going. He doesn't know. But if he does mess up a little bit, he just smiles because he knows exactly how he messed up and he figures it out. It's right. it's, it's so fun to, to just, I don't know, just give people a little bit of guff about that kind of stuff. It and, is for uh, sure. Yeah, so like first shows aren't always the best, but no, no. But I did actually those recordings I snagged to you guys are some of the most watched recordings we have. So on, that was on, probably on yeah YouTube. when Left to Burn became like a five piece and we actually got like yeah serious and stuff. I remember uh, yeah Audible Farms was just doing the video. You'd have your little was it a little Zoom at, video at, recorder at the or time, whatever. And, yeah, at the time I was running a GoPro and okay, yeah, that's what it little, was. Little Tascam recorder. Yep, yep, and then syncing videos up. Yeah, so there's some of those on YouTube from way back. Mm-hmm. And, you want to watch them you can i don't recommend it though yeah the progression has come tenfold of you know my new band now that that and then everything all the dedication hard work we put into that which like i said left to burn so that thing like crazy story about that like we had we played out for almost a year we had a show booked at whole avenue again for the halloween show Mm -hmm. and about six weeks five six weeks before halloween there was a uh well, there's just a well, the band just we all didn't get along. Something just happened, you know. We fell apart. It, ha- it happens it with happened. bands, though. Like, yeah. I, to people that don't understand it, it's not always easy to find somebody that is like, no, uh, has the same wavelengths that you do. I mean, like, imagine just dating somebody. Like, it's always the worst thing that could ever happen is like trying to date people. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter who. Especially with like the 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 Craigslist, you know, musician or musicians oh want all that type of stuff. You form a band with. Five people that you don't actually know each other. So yeah, imagine you know, after going on, a while, everyone's stoked at first. You get your first song down, your first couple shows, everyone's stoked. But then after a while, you know, people people butt heads. People don't always get along, you know. And that's a lot of it with being in a band with people too. You know, is getting to know everybody, handling everybody, and then dealing with situations together. You know, and it can it can be catty or whatever. You know, certain people stuff like that. You know, but um, it's all about how you handle stuff. Dude. We're all adults, and there's it's not worth losing a friendship over, you know, not being in a band with somebody too. Yeah, which is a huge thing. You know, people get all butthurt or whatever. You know, yeah. oh well, you know, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, don't play any of my songs in your next. Yeah, band, you yeah, know, it's exactly. Yeah, it's, I'm taking this. I'm taking that. Blah blah blah. Whatever. So I always think that's sad. Like, how cool would it be if bands like just perpetually used songs where it's just like. Eventually, you'd get to a point where it's like, I wrote this song like 14 years ago in a different in a band. Different band you know, yeah, and now like, we're doing it. Yeah, and it doesn't sound quite exactly the same because there were different musicians oh, yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's different tuning or whatever. Yeah, everyone's going to play something different. Yeah, so. and I mean, that's that's something I've always enjoyed is like uh, bands that play other bands' materials, you know, and uh, like Three Finger Betty plays a few songs that are like shit kickers songs, actually. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's it's just something we do, but like I, I think that's really cool that, you know, some bands have the ability to do that. But it also kind of sucks when a band falls apart and everyone kind of just starts stealing pieces back yeah. and they're like, we're not going to do this anymore. Just everybody just abandoned these songs. And it sucks when you write killer material and then it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And now we're nowhere. not a band anymore. And now it's just going to stay there and it's done forever. Right. That's, yeah. It would, it would be cool to come back, you know, years later with some songs or whatever and just reinvent them or something, you know? It'd yeah. Be cool. Yeah. But the way things worked out, like, so there was, uh, we had a guy trying out like for drums, uh, filling drums and stuff. And then 
Jalois, who's on guitar in Arisaro now, he was trying out for a second guitar spot, mm-hmm. and everything all kind of fell apart. And so I talked to those guys, and Lucas was totally down. He was like, let's fucking start a new band, dude. Mm-hmm. And so that Monday, I got Lucas over, Jalois, who's playing guitar, got them to meet. I got Albert, and then Albert was like, hey, I know a bass player. And so, again, five strangers kind of coming into this. Like, we sit down here right where we're recording, and... uh we sit down, jam the first night for four or five hours together, and then we said, hey, I think we might have something here. And so the obligation for this show, this Halloween show, was five weeks away. Oh, man. And, yeah, so five oh. almost strange guys, you know, like, coming in with five weeks. And so we played it out. If we were going to do it, we waited through it. We talked to Timmy of Absolute Power, who's great, honestly. Like, he's yep. helped us out so much in everything we do. Cool. So he uh, kind of kept in touch with him. And at week three, we had three songs down. And we're like, yo, we could probably pull five songs, maybe tw- short 20-minute set, you know, if you'd want to let us do it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see you guys come up with them. You're curious what, you know, yeah. these five strangers can do. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, by time week five, we had five songs, five originals in mm-hmm. the books. That's and crazy. we played 16 minutes. So That's not bad, know, though. Not bad. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, it, it, was, it was fun. So that was, like, I don't know. It was definitely a different experience than Left to Burn. It was... It was cool to actually get out there and do that with, like, and we've hit it off since. Like, we've been, in September, will be two years that we've been together. Oh, wow. Um, throughout this process, we bo- we've opened for Black Dahlia Murder twice. We played Summer Slaughter in Iowa City. Cool. It's like 13th Annual Summer Slaughter. Like, they had one band in the state of Iowa got to open that show. Oh, that's that's yeah. crazy it cool, was, man. It was sweet, dude. It was so much fun. Like, being up there, like, a big bigger stage, I guess you could say, and, like, the humbleness of it. There was a dude that came up to me and asked me if, like, I'd take a picture with his son afterwards. And oh, I was like, neat. well, yeah, cool. You know, like, yeah, it's like I'm nobody, but yeah. yeah, like, come here, dude. You know, like, yeah, let's dude. get a picture, man. It was great. And then Misty was like, do you want to get in there with him? And the dad was like, yeah, he was just as stoked too. So here I am with both of them, you know, like, you know, made their day, made my day more than that, you know, like, yeah, it's cool to be recognized. Like, again, like I said, going from that wannabe high school, Kurt Cobain to actually being on a stage with. You know, national touring acts like, you know, cattle decapitation, Carnifex, stuff like that opening for them. And then getting recognition from fans that actually liked what we were doing up there was pretty sweet, man. Yeah, dude, it's it's wild when you get noticed in public. Like, it's... It is. It's cool. I, I mean, it's humbling and it's weird because, like, I'm sure you're just like anybody else that I talked about this where you're just like, how do I react to this? Like, this right? is weird. I'm awkward. And then you're just like, uh, yeah, I'll take a picture. You know, you're just like, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, I'll just, yeah, hang it out. Because you always get, you know, you, you get off stage, you load out your gear, you always get the people kind of stand there just like, good set, man. Good yep. set, man. Good yep. set. And, you know, those guys you walk by. But to have somebody like seek you out and come up to you and be like, oh, man, like, dude, that was so cool. Like, I had a guy give me, a patch off his hat I was like brother i want you to have this he's like one of your songs what you said meant so much to me you know he's like it changed my my outlook and my on life and stuff and you know i see things a little bit differently i want you to have this momentum and i was like dude that's so cool that's like wild, it was neat man. like he gave me a hug and stuff dude it was it was totally cool and i've ran into him since it different shows like shows that we played i've ran into him at other local shows dude and he's always just so nice just wants to give me a hug and it's so cool man it's god neat. that's so crazy i mean it is that's another cool thing is like finding people that enjoy what you do and then coming out to like watch your shows. Um, I mean, even if it's people you don't even know, it's kind of yeah. crazy to be like, I've never really met this person. I mean, I've talked to them at shows here and there, but I'm not even like Facebook friends with them and we don't converse ever, but they come right. out to like most of the stuff I do. And that's, that's wild and humbling in itself. Oh too, yeah, you know? yeah. I've had people like 
come up like afterwards and talk to me and they're like, Hey, what, what's your name? You know, can I add you on Facebook? And they're like right there with their phone. Yeah. You know, like, is that how you spell your last yeah. name? Is and, this the picture of you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'll send me a friend request. So then I've got to pull my phone out and you know, accept yeah, yeah. Friend, said friend request right there, you know, and Hey, now we're friends and they, you know, support the band page. They support me and what I do. And so that's, it's awesome. You know? Like, yeah. That's another wild thing is like when you start getting some fans, like, I know when people discover the Audible Farm page and they they really like it because it's just like you have one person like it and then within the next day like ten or twelve more people like it and you know they were just like oh I'm inviting some people to this oh, yeah 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 you know for and sure. that's, that's a wild feeling too is just watching the likes on your page climb up slowly and it's just like that is neat you know to to have that kind of thing or have you did you ever notice like going to bigger shows that you got like garnished more likes afterwards or yeah whatever? yeah for sure like I said the Summer Slaughter thing was probably the biggest show we did and yeah we picked up our there was like 40 some likes after that like it was crazy man like yeah it's it's jumped up a lot just almost every show like and we do we do a lot of shows with like metro and stuff and we've played like we play with three finger betty you know punk band we're maybe death metal metal whatever you know like in the harder genre um we play with like christian bands we play with all kinds of different which is cool like i like the whole mixed genre shows i don't want to just go to like you know, one show and you hear just roar, roar, roar. every fucking band. It sounds the exact same. So I like um, just different, a little bit different flavor. You know, each band that comes up there, you don't really know what you're going to get. Are you going to get like this like guttural screaming or are you going to get like a singer, you know, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're going to get two people going back and forth singing kind of like I'll, a new metal style thing. Or... I love that kind of new metal stuff. As much as people like kind of like oh, yeah, crap yeah. on new metal nowadays, it's still like, I love that whole like, if you have one person rapping and one person singing, or if you have one person like yelling and the other person yeah. not yelling, you know, it's it's cool. Man. I don't know why I dig on that so much, but I totally Cause feel the, you. Because late nineties, you know. That yeah. Was, yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah. yeah. I'll be thirty five. Yeah. I was uh, gonna say tomorrow. that was, was when I was gonna come out, but so growing up, like you know, yeah, corn, death tones, or you know, like that type of stuff was. It went from hair metal for me, like poison. I was a huge poison fan. Like I, I get in trouble in kindergarten, like. I'd put a poison shirt on. You were smoking in the poison. No. Yeah, yeah. No, that was Motley Crue, I think. Not oh, poison, yeah. Every rose or something, you know? Yeah. Anyways. But, yeah. yeah. So, like, I'd, I'd, so I was four years old in kindergarten. I'd put a poison shirt on and then try to cover it up with something, you know, nice. And so my mom would be like, oh, yeah, you know, blah, blah, and get school, take it off. <laughs> Little rebel at, you know, four or five years old. And, but then I'd forget, you know, throughout the day, and I'd leave it, and I'd get home from school, and my mom would be like, what? You have this poison shirt on. I told you not to wear that to school or whatever, you know? It's like, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I was a little little rebel, crazy man back then. And then, yeah, like from hair metal there, like new metal came out, you know, and just it killed the whole scene there, and it was great. Like yeah, I mean, huge. I I grew up listening to a lot of like oldies because my parents were older oh, yeah. people, you know. So like after that, it was like I found like pop punk, and you know, because that's like what was like popular in the yeah, early two yeah. thousands, you know. So that's what I tagged on to was just like I'll listen to this stuff because it's awesome, you know. And then I started getting into like heavier punk stuff, you know, to the point where someone was eventually like, "You should try this Megadeth album," you know. And it was right. like, I'll, "I'll give this a listen." And then before you know it, you're like sucked into that realm, you know. Yeah. And, Actually, actually, I think after like hair, yeah, like my mom was older too, growing up. So there was a lot of like Zeppelin, the Beatles, uh, the Doors was huge. Like, oh, cool. you know, my mom had this like big record player, dual cassette thing. Like, you know, growing up, and my mom would make me mixtapes, like burn records, certain songs off the records, and put them on the cassette. Oh, and I had my cool. cassette player with like a mixtape, you know, of all this stuff. Like, there was like Queen and all just oh man, it was it was cool. It was oh, neat, dude. and then. 
kind of same thing. I remember somebody bringing one of my buddies bringing over like Cannibal Corpse CD for Whoa. the first time. Yeah, it's like maybe <laughs> nine or ten, and then uh, about twelve, I heard Snot, and that's like one of my favorite bands. Like that was just uh-huh. like love it, love it. Oh, Snot, that's awesome! So great. That's crazy because like uh, I grew up and my parents didn't really like show me music. They weren't like these are these bands we love yeah. them, and it was just kind of like. My dad kind of liked Roy Orbison, you know, and it was just yeah, like, yeah. it was like, all right, I got this one, you know, and it was like, mom, what kind of li- music do you listen to? And she's like, whatever's on the radio, you know, right. it was, if it wasn't that, it was just, it was talk radio, you know, so I didn't grow up with much music. So when I found all these bands out, I was just like, I remember like, uh, the first time I found Boston and yeah. I was just like, oh my God, Boston's first two albums are like the greatest music anyone's ever right. written, you know? And Mine was Jim Morrison, man, the doors. And like, I asked for like, no one here gets out alive the book for christmas one year you know uh-huh. and oh man i had so many like lizard king and oh stuff oh that's crazy cool yeah i mean is do you think so your parents musical taste like influenced you because i mean like you like a lot of heavier stuff yeah like, yeah i mean back well, th- i listen to a lot of different stuff but yeah i mean like back then there wasn't too much heavy stuff no. though either no know? but it was it it was kind of the same as everything now it like or i guess not presently but recent like it all ch- you know it changed like mm-hmm. back then like Led Zeppelin was like hard. That was considered your your devil music, you know, yeah. or whatever. Same with you know Ozzy Osbourne coming out, stuff like that. That was extreme at that time compared to yeah the extreme the evolution of extreme. Now you got like pig squeals and Dude. you know zombie barks or whatever, just all different kinds of like guttural sounds you make with your voice. You know that it's an instrument instead of actually vocalizing or, make... or saying words. You know, I guess that totally makes sense because like. Uh... Uh, Alice Cooper, you know, it's like, oh yeah, he probably just, shunned, you know, yeah, back then it was, and he's just playing like, you know, schools out and it's just like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, Alice Cooper's painting his face and he's so heavy and it's, there's, there's you, fake blood. Oh my and, God. And, you and know? then you listen to the guitar riff and it's like mostly clean. It's like, boom, but da, boom, but da, boom, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what? This isn't like, but it, yeah, this isn't like crazy heavy music yeah it's the, not like drop t- d like at the time though everyone was just like oh my gosh this yeah, is insane. blown away just because he was a little bit different wearing so. a tiny extra bit of mascara because like especially if you're like alice cooper who painted his face he was nuts and then you're just like compare him to gene simmons and you're like oh, yeah that, yeah oh, okay no these guys are on a different level but then you like listen to beth and you're like wait that's the same band and it's like yeah that's the <laughs> yeah. same that's the same band yeah yeah for sure i mean so there's like a wide variety of music that like I'd say around the area here that everybody hits, most of us somewhere usually lean somewhere towards like the punk through metal yeah, area. I, it's, I, yeah, a metal area. Yeah. You know, like, you know, even with you guys, yeah, you're punk or whatever, you know, but still there's, but there's like, like John rips the solos <laughs> and shit. Everyone says that, you know, but it's true. Like, they have a punk song that there's the dude just sh- just shreds. You just slays the guitar like John. And it's just it's every nobody, and it's every you know? song. It's so awesome. It is. There's yeah, you few- can tell like he hits that volume boost, steps back, and just it's John just <laughs> going, dude. He's uh, it's so great. funny. I love that too because there's only a few songs we bypass that on, and those songs are just like the punch in the gut songs where it's just like this right. song's just gonna. By the time you're like blown away by it, it's over, and you're right. like, holy cow, this song's insane. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like that's the fun part is like a lot of us lean towards something heavier. You know, it's, 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 you know, our our music's like punk fueled, but like you know, you got the metal drummer and like I like mm-hmm. to throw pinch harmonics and little fills oh, yeah, in yeah, there yeah. here and there, and and John's ripping huge solos and stuff. And I mean, that's one reason I think bands like yours and bands like mine f- fit in together. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah, cause there's, yeah. There's just enough similarities where you're like, oh, this these two guys yep. could go together. Still goes together, yeah, and, and it makes it entertaining. Like I said, like when I'd go to you know. If, if it was me, you know, like I've booked a f- couple of shows here and there, you know, and like helped Dominic out with crazy one promotions and stuff. Like 
the Christmas toys for tots thing, you know. Dude, we yeah, went, that was a we ball. went like punk, we went like punk bands. There was like hardcore. There was some like jet bands. There was you know death metal. You know, that was a good show. Yeah, there was I think eight bands or something on that. Seven or six? I don't even know. Yeah, dude. It I was see if I have a flyer somewhere, but there was at least six to eight bands or something. Like, dude, it was all over the map, and it was actually like really good because a lot of the bands I hadn't heard before, and I was like, oh, this is this is pretty entertaining music. And like you said, nobody was really like. Everybody had like a lane they stayed in, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. They didn't sound almost anything like the no, next yeah, band. No, yeah, everybody was almost completely different, but like all fit in the same. Like if if you were just a stranger bypass coming in, you know, you'd be like, oh, you know, it's like a, like a metal or like rock or you know a heavy mm-hmm. style type band up there, you know, playing, which you know, which yeah, is kind of the category I guess we fall in stuff, but. Yeah, that shit mean, was fun. I mean, we've discussed that on like previous podcasts how tough it is. Like, imagine if you had like three like fast-paced like shreddy solo like no room for breath three finger betty style bands on a bill together it's just like man by the time you got done with the second one you'd be like i'm taking a nap like i'm, <laughs> right. I'm just burned out after right. this dude you know so like it takes all different kinds of bands to yeah. at least you know and that's cool about like you're talking a little bit earlier about growing like your fan base and too so getting in front of different bands you know like somebody might be there to see you and never seen us or vice versa you know like um like Warbringer, Dark Mirror, we played with them, you know, for yep. that Warbringer show. And that was definitely, I'm sure, a crowd that hadn't heard of us or seen us before, you know. And then... That was a good show. I was at that show, actually. It, it yeah. was, yeah. yeah it dude. Was, it was, was really a fun good. show. That was the return of Dark Mirror, too. Yeah, exactly, dude. yeah. Dude, hell of a show. Man, was it was it Warbringer? Talk about some merch. The whole... Was it Warbringer? The, oh. the whole side of... Or was that Enforcer? Uh, Enforcer and Warbringer. Yeah, was one, one of the two had the whole wall from entrance door to under the mezzanine of left or of uh, vaudeville, vaudeville. The whole thing full of merch. It was crazy. Like, like we loaded in and like left plus. for a little bit, and then we're like come back in. We're like, holy crap! Like it was everywhere. Yeah, it was like thirty plus feet, and it was just like we've got six designs of three quarter sleeve baseball yeah. shirts. Dude, and, they had everything. And, like, what are you doing? This is and insane. Scarfs and dude, everything. But but it worked because I bought. I remember I bought a couple. Well, yeah, good for them that they have yeah. that that much stuff. That's crazy. You know, we have a couple shirts here and there. You know, we've had about three prints of our stuff. Um, stickers, obviously. You know, we like to hand stickers out. Everybody dude, loves, yeah. Everybody I'm, loves stickers. I'm big in the sticker game. Yeah. yeah, I'll put stickers on everything. So. Me too. Yeah, there's stickers everywhere. Yeah, you know, I've heard you say before. But yeah, just go to any bathroom or any venue and look around. You'll you can discover all kinds of cool bands or just any cool thing, I guess. Too, you know, yeah, Type yeah. Of bands. There's podcast stickers. There's yeah, whatever skate stickers and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I mean, having merch is actually like pretty important thing. Honestly, yeah, like for sure. just having something that they can go home with instead of just the yeah. instead of just the experience. It's, it's cool when people, you know, we, I've sent stuff. Actually, I was at the post office yesterday sending stuff out to uh, Dewitt, Iowa, and um, oh, I forget the other one. I don't even remember the other one, but like sending stuff out. I've, you know, we've mailed out hoodies and CDs, and because we have the album actually is available. It'll be available August twenty first streaming. Oh, cool. And then we have August physical 21st. Cop- yep, August 21st. So check us out. There's a five-song EP. It's our first one, um, debut. Like I said, that whole five-week thing before our first show, um, over the course of the next year and a half, we added f- six more songs to the set list. We put the first five originals, well, four of the first originals that we played in five weeks are on the new album. Oh, nice. So you can hear, yeah. It's all the title track, Dark Reflections, is the only one that's not one of the uh, five originals. Oh, cool. That we played. So, oh, that's really awesome, man. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Like, we honed that in. Um, it was, um, yeah, it was almost 
a year and a half in progress, but with this whole Corona thing, you know, honestly, it was, it was probably a year, a little over a year, and then the shutdown. But we got, we got, we got everything tracked for that album in December. Right about Christmas time, I think we were done tracking. So that was kind of nice that we were able to spend some downtime in the quarantine mixing everything and mastering and mm-hmm. getting artwork laid out and taking care of distribution and uh, CD printing and all that stuff or presses and stuff. So Yeah, I mean, there's so many cool things that have happened out of the quarantine, and it's tough to say that, but like yeah, it, it yeah. gave bands an opportunity to breathe or do something different yeah. or, or finish projects they had started so long yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly, because we get, like, even with now, like, I just, we had to turn down a show today. Well, it wasn't today, but the show I got... Uh, a thing for a show. We've turned down a couple shows since this has gone on too, just because of you know either scheduling conflicts or whatever. Even though you know no one's got anything going on, you know, there's been a lot more family time with everything right now too. You know, yeah. like everyone thought I thought, oh man, I'm gonna get all so all this stuff done, but no, it's been hanging out with the kids and working on the backyard and the pool and you know grill and all that stuff and a lot of quality family time's been going on with this which is awesome yeah and i mean i'm not i don't have a family so i'm not a family i do wow. have a family i have a yeah. family yeah yeah, yeah. Duh, but yeah, you know like, everybody does. I, yeah i don't have i'm not like a i don't have like a wife and kids or anything so i don't have that benefit but i'm sure that is like one but i'm of those, sure you were still just as busy yeah i thought oh man there's gonna be quarantine like i won't have you know i'll get this checklist of shit to do and then it's like man none of it got done because you still had all the regular stuff to do uh i mean the benefit was like i uh i did have a lot of free time during this quarantine like a lot of free time so i was like i was i had a bunch of projects like i want to rewire this cab with different speakers so i did that you know and i fixed up a guitar and i finished another guitar and i'm I'm finishing like a new uh three finger betty guitar that i'm gonna like unveil at at the album release or yeah that's coming too huh yeah that was another one that like we had everything set to be done um just before like covid had like destroyed everything and then yeah uh, no, i think at the that christmas show i think john gave me some stickers actually i think i got in the mini fridge of the artwork for the cover at yeah. least you know yeah and i mean we had it all set out and everything it's all mastered and ready to go we just getting a vinyl printed is not as easy as it could be depending on where you source it was the issue yeah, so like yeah. now we're like at the you know beck and call of a guy waiting on somebody else to wait on a manufacturer to get them some supplied vinyl. So it's it's just this big, long-winded, like, waiting on, like, four different people to get it done. But when it's here, um, I mean, I'm sure Audible Farm will be the first place I announce it. Right, but, yeah, but, yeah. But it's tough. It's not always easy getting an album out. And, you know, yeah. in your guys' case, it ended up being beneficial yes, that you was, guys yeah, had Yeah, it was definitely beneficial. Downtime. Like, um, yeah, definitely. Because there's been – man, we could have – if we – we're actually like to sit at the drums, set up the mics and all that stuff, you know, and then get recording done. There'd be a show here, a show there. Like, you know, you need some downtime to do all that stuff, which then sucks because, you know, like we sit down here, we make music, we make songs, and that's to go out and play them live and to have fun, you know, and show our art to, you know, everybody. And that's the fun part of it. But then when you're just sitting down here, it's like the tedious part of it is recording, tracking, and then mixing, of course, which is, oh man, so tedious so tedious. oh yeah i'm glad we outsourced all of our mixing we did everything diy just right down here at the task dp24 and uh some sure drum mics that we bought and lucas set his kit up right here tracked everything in-house and yeah it turned out great you should check the album out or go stream it when it comes out Dude, I'm I'm stoked. I want to stream that baby when it comes out so bad. Like uh, I'll share it to some playlists and stuff that I got yeah. set up. So, so like, um, 
Not sure when this is going to come out, but so next, well, I guess the 20, or no, it'll be 14th, August 14th, I'm looking for a video. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Lyric, lyric video, but you know, like <laughs> there's, there's some production into it. It took, it, there's, it's not just a cheesy little one thing in the background bouncing around. Like there's a whole storyline behind the lyric video and there's a concept to it and cool. all that stuff. And Obviously, with the metal thing, so you'll be able to understand what I'm screaming a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, any, anything is better than nothing. Cause right. Like, I mean, we've done the three-finger Betty, put the stuff on the internet, and have just the static logo. And it's right. like, it's neat, but it's like so easy to ignore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And if there's like a little bit of a video that goes along with it, no matter how like insignificant the video might be, it still like makes it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Lyric- yeah, we kind of, we, we want to stay away from just like your basic type thing you know like so there's a visual behind mm-hmm. i've i watched it i've watched it and i watched i don't I even the lyrics kind of fade out for me and i see you know what's going on behind it oh, like cool it's like watching a subtitle movie eventually i can't read it you know it's like oh it went away oh sweet <laughs> what, what song was that for dark reflections and that's coming out uh the 14th the 14th let me look so at next watch. next friday i think sweet right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the album will drop the week after on the 21st. Oh, cool. Cool. So, yeah, we're, we've been building up. We did uh, the first four weeks out from the album release. We uh, dropped the cover artwork, which is done by Neil Santiago, Deloitte's brother. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, check him out. I'll uh, put some shout outs for his stuff. He did great, great artwork. And then um, last week we did an unboxing video. We oh, finally received cool. the physical copies. We got all excited and did a little unboxing video this week. Actually, right before you got here, we dropped all the rest of the artwork so you can see the inside, the CD, the back, all that stuff, song order, and all that stuff. Oh, so, sweet, sweet. Yeah. yeah, you're doing it right, just teasing it slowly yep, as yep. you go. That's... So once you yeah, once you guys hear this podcast, not sure what's coming out, but go jump on our page and check that out if you haven't seen our artwork or if it's you know the, the video's coming out possibly the following day, go check it out for sure. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put... The link in the descriptions. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I usually do the link in the descriptions, yeah, do the but main yeah, page and yeah. Uh, Air of sorrow. If Air you guys are gonna, if you guys are gonna Google it, otherwise, it's uh, just scroll down into the, the scroll down into the description <laughs> right? section to yeah. check it out. You go to the Facebook, or we have like the, we actually have a URL, but it just tags to the Facebook thing. Dude, yeah, so just, we got Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. So that's just as good. We're mostly active on Facebook and stuff, you know. Yeah, so. I mean that's where I'm. It's the most, best, dude. Like yeah, as far too. as like free advertisement, free pretty much like a web page. You know, just like yeah, it's you, the best. You can dude. go pretty nuts with just a Facebook page yeah, these days. Yeah, you know? we have people hit us up all the time for shows. We've actually we just played with the Almas at Gas Lamp like oh, cool. two weeks ago. We got no hit up. Way. Yeah, we got so we did a comeback show t- for uh, again Timmy Sirianni, Absolute Powers. Totally our boy, dude. He helps out uh-huh. so much. Um, his birthday was at Whole Avenue a couple weeks back. And so oh, cool. he asked us to play that. And we did that. It was like our comeback show. But on that, Jalois couldn't play. And uh, so we've had Nolan Harding. Uh, he's been over here trying. Or not trying, I guess. But he's been over here learning the songs with us and stuff like that. So he's played two sets with us. Big props to him for learning all of our stuff on short notice. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. And so we did that. And then a week later, we got hit up... Um, that the Almas were coming through, and then I had a show at the gas lamp, and they need somebody to open for us. That's so sweet. Like, yeah, we'll go like go to the air of the gas lamp. That'd be cool. Like, how many metal bands can say they played at the gas lamp? You it doesn't, know? doesn't happen too much. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I played there once with Unity and once with Three Finger Betty. You know, and like that's it. Like, I mean, gas lamp shows uh, aren't frequent, anyways. Yeah. You know, like the 
I mean, I don't know, almost any band. Like you said, most of the bands that we know are like metal and yeah, punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we don't... not really the, the scene for the gas lamp or whatever. No. I did go to one of their jams there, though, the other night. They were playing like everything from like Kenny Wayne Shepherd to Bob Marley, and people would just like walk up and like play this. And it's like, okay. And then someone would sing, and it was like, it was wild. Nice. I mean, that'd be cool. It was, it was fun to play there, dude. It's neat. It's neat to say, like, it's, you know, it's another notch on the belt as far as, you know, a venue and again, yep. a different crowd of people, you know, yep. like we had a, we had a few shirts, you know, out there, and you know, we sold a couple things, sold a couple koozies, and nice. so that was cool. You nice. know, some, again, some people that don't know who we are know us because that's now the big know. thing. You know, like yep. discovery is huge. You know, if mm-hmm. you don't, if you don't know the band, you're never gonna find them. You know, if you don't go to shows, you're never gonna. You know, it's like what's that cliche thing? It's like you know, like um, some like you know, the next biggest band is like a local band now, or you know, you never know who always always show up for the local or the opening acts. You know, because it might be your next favorite band. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was going to say. I mean, that's happened to me a few times, and I'm, and I hate to say it, but I'm usually one of the most frumpy people that's just like, <laughs> I don't care yeah, about no, nothing. That. No, you know, and I'm, that's kind of, that's just how I was, I don't want to say how I was raised. I certainly wasn't raised like that by my mom, but like, right. it's just kind of how I, I was. I was very cynical, you know, and you'd go to shows and you'd be like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, you know, but I've had my eyes open so much by just playing shows with local bands. It's like, I like this. And it it's is, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some of it just has to, I've talked about this before, but some of it is like, it, it doesn't come from my brain, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think I could even make this if I had to. So it's cool to see what somebody else is making. Cause it's not something I would even think, think of, about. You know? Yeah, for sure. It is, it is cool to see how everybody else's brain works or how everybody else works as a unit as they do their own thing too. You know, and like, um, you know, with like the Des Moines scene, there's so many people that are in multiple bands, you know, too, yeah. like different styles of different stuff. Like, you know, you got John, you yep. know, and two different style bands. There's a bunch of people like with As For You and Callus and stuff like that. Like they both make completely different music, like swap out one person here or there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a completely different sound and it's awesome. Like our Des Moines scene is great. There's been so many bands that have helped us out along the way. And like I said, we're, we're new, relatively new. We only played out for a year, actually like our, on our two days away from our one year anniversary of becoming a band from the very first meeting we ever had before we even had a lick of a song down, mm-hmm. we got to open for the Black Dahlia Murder for the second time, uh-huh. which was sweet, you know? And like through that whole, the course of that whole thing, there was, um, I'm not sure if you know um, of the Strange Sound Small Round CD that Corrosion, that uh, Harpo put out with Corrosive Company. Uh-oh. It's a compilation CD that's got, I believe, eight bands on it, eight or nine. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but so it's a compilation album of Strange Sounds Small Around with a bunch of Des Moines local bands. And in that year, it was kind of like a silent thing to me was to try to play with every one of the bands on that CD because it's like one of my favorite CDs I have in my car. Nice. And we actually made it with every one of those bands within a year's time. Like it was Callus, Murder Earth, Absolute Power, As For You, um, Section Hate, Further South, and Blacked Out World. Like, oh cool! Yeah, we hit like every one of those like silently. I'm just like, yes, another one off that CD, another one off that CD, That's dude. Cool. It was so cool, man, dude. Those those little mini affirmations that you get like on your way while you're performing are some of the best things ever. Like you said, you're smiling to yourself. Like yeah, I yeah. Played with this. It's band. Like I listen to the CD in my truck now, you know, and I'm like, yes, like here, like here's this, you know, <laughs> this uh, murderer song. It's like, oh, I, like remember like that show playing with them, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, here's this callous song, you know, like I remember playing, you know, this show and this show with them. Like, yep. it's cool, you know. It's got a, it's got more of a tie to it now because like besides loving the, all the songs that are on there, you know, it's like I got a feeling of like you know, like remember when I played like not just seeing them, but I got to fucking share the stage with them. Yeah. At the same time, it was cool, man. I mean, those, those are some of the coolest things. Like, I think every band goes through it, or everybody that's played music. Like, you get to a point 
where you just kind of like you don't you might not even think it but you're like well does anybody even really like what we got going on here? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, tell yeah. if everyone's yeah. just being nicer if they actually really like it. And then all of a sudden, it's just like you, you know, you're opening up for a black dahlia murder or something. Yeah. Like that, and you're like, oh, okay, we might be onto something yeah, here. You yeah. know, yeah, you know, for sure. Come back around, do it again. And you're like, oh, I think we are onto yeah, something here. You yeah, know, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, like. I do the same thing you do where you like look up to some local bands where you're like, oh, this is oh, really yeah. cool. I like what these guys got going on. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm in a band that's playing with these guys. Like I this said, I'm, really I'm, just, I'm just a lucky fan, honestly. Just I'm just a huge fan that ends up getting some equipment and a spare room at my house. And then it turned into me being a vocalist of a band that's open for touring bands and that had the strange sounds from all around compilation CD before I even fucking had instruments you know yeah, like yeah. and now it's like fuck i played with every one of those guys like mm-hmm. you know like yeah it's cool man did you ever play instruments growing up at all uh i had a guitar for a little bit like when i was like 12 mm-hmm. i got like a first act acoustic you know and yep, i thought i was yep. like i got that in the nirvana unplugged book like oh the, cool the sheet music book cool. and so i can play about a girl because that's like the first song on that you know oh, yeah, it's yeah it starts yeah. off the set you know it's off our first album most people don't own it you know, and then, you know, it's like E, open, and then is it G or something? Like, it's three chords, simple. That's about it. Yeah, know? yeah. And then a couple little licks here and there. Mm-hmm. Know, can, but that's about it. No? Yeah. I, I mean, try to mess around on guitar, but no, definitely not. I mean, uh, I, 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 I think we all had to start somewhere. And a lot right? of us started, I think it's funny because you and I are in the same age group for the most part. We're like, when you get to... Now age groups are so much tighter where it's like we grew up before YouTube. Yeah, te- yeah, yeah. Technically. Oh yeah, for sure. You I don't know, remember YouTube till you know way, way, way know, later. Until you were a teenager, late teenager yeah. probably. So like there were video lessons online kind of, but yeah, like no. not really. We had, so like, we had books. to we had to buy the books. Yeah, you know? yeah. I've got And s- how frustrating was that shit, you know? Like Yeah, you're looking man. at it and you're like, I can't tell what's going on here and it's like I'm doing what they say, and it doesn't sound like what they said. It sounds yeah. like you I know? never took I never took music class, nothing. So I got this, and it's got like the little box, you know, with the six lines, and it's got like you know whatever, um, like the A and G fret pushed or the strings pushed in on the second fret. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like above it, E. Okay, next one, you know, like the E and then the two bottom strings, and then it's like G. You know, so then like and then on your reading music, I have no fucking clue about. Yeah, you know, actually, the other point, like chorus, I got kicked out of chorus class and eighth grade so props to my t- chorus teacher you know back when now i'm in a band i get to scream at people and stuff you know yeah, try to it's a form of singing i guess but yeah, you know <laughs> this is for you said i could never do it now i get to write stories about weird shit and you know scream at people it's great yeah you know? i mean when i was actually when i was in eighth grade uh my chorus teacher told me that it would probably be under my best interest not to right? take chorus anymore yeah yeah and it wasn't like i got kicked out she let me just keep doing it but i, was, like, I think it was just more of acting like a jackass and then she made me, <laughs> make me sit in the hallway and then eventually she got sick of me sitting in the hallway fiddling with the door and shit so then they sent me to a different classroom yeah yeah, yeah. So that was my out of chorus but yeah i mean that's one of those funny things where it's just like i've played shows where i've sang and stuff like that i'm not the best singer but it's fun to be like yeah. well yep that's sticking it to the man yeah right whatever, exactly you know, yeah kind of, Somebody told me I, I think have... I could sing. I tried. I do a lot in the car by myself and stuff, you know? Oh, man. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get some clean someday on something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, uh, singing is one of those things I feel like would be the most self conscious. Like, everybody plays guitar and everybody yeah, plays it yeah. differently and stuff like that. But singing is one of those things where it's like everyone's got a voice and everyone can sing. And it depends on how you use your own personal voice to, to make these notes and sounds that, you know, are the music that is for your band. Right. I always think that's one of like the most 
as far as I'm concerned, like I was always way more self-conscious singing than I ever was playing guitar. Even when I like was less good at playing guitar than I am at singing. Yeah, you're definitely more vulnerable, you know? Yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. You can sit behind a drum kit, no one knows you, you know, or, you know, behind a bass or a guitar in the back corner, you know, you got your, you got, like, I guess, I guess I've got a microphone, but it's still not as like, I guess, I could see how it's not as comforting as having like your big instrument, you know, that you can do endless things on, you know, you got six strings, you got seven strings on a fan fret guitar. How many different notes or chords can you play? You can only do one or two things with your voice, you know, it's your voice. You can only change it so much, you know, mm-hmm. like, but yeah, I mean, I, we just got to do it, man. You yeah. know, like, don't we, don't we scared. Like, I didn't even know like that I could scream like I, you know, that I can and, like now, like I get done and sets and like, I get people come up to me like, Oh my God, can you talk? Like, is your voice okay? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like I'm just talking to them just normal. Like I am right now. And they're like, how do you do that? You know, it's yeah. like, I don't know. Like I just found out one day that, you know, Dude, got, a, got a mic and started screaming into it and you know and so it's like screaming in key kind of you yeah. know to stuff and to cadences and rhythms and you know well while we're on the topic of like using an instrument and kind of hiding behind it there is something to the saying of like how to properly use a microphone to get that's the true sounds that's that true too, yeah because it's like, not so much hiding now that you said hiding and now i feel bad that i said the word hiding behind an instrument but but, but i mean th- technically i mean a microphone technically is an instrument it's an yes, instrument it that yeah. like uh amplifies a voice but like yeah like i mean people on the video will be able to see this but like you can get really you know yeah, yeah, like, yeah. really close to it and feedback yeah. a bunch or you can you know you, know, you learn yeah and, I've, I've learned some it, different stuff like that too you, you know, know it's some of the nuances in there you know and that's that's just the thing it's kind of like with different guitars and amp setups you can walk up to any of them and be like oh i can kind of figure out a way to get what i want out of this you right. know and same thing with mics you can walk up to one where you're like whoa this mic is hot i'm staying, oh yeah yeah I'm yeah, staying yeah. Back. yeah. Then, i've got a cordless i got a sure it's like the pg58 cordless mm-hmm. or wireless whatever and yeah that thing runs really hot and obviously and if you guys have heard my music like i scream really high pitch too so it's it comes out really loud, really loud. Most of the time we get up on a board or sound guy, it's like, okay, vocals, you might as well just go ahead and turn me down from the previous band, like halfway of what the previous guy was doing, man, because yeah. I, I get loud, like really loud. Yeah, you're going to redline it like the whole time. Oh, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that too. I would rather have that as my availability, like make my loudest, like the abs, you know, which is going to be most of the time, like the absolute loudest it needs mm-hmm. to be, and then don't. Don't don't amplify it at all because I'm going to be yelling into this thing, you know. Yeah, but like you said, yeah, you you can't control a lot of how it projects as far as getting close to the mic, you know, different cupping the mic techniques or where you hold it. I've noticed with certain of the mics that I have that we use during practice and stuff like that, even it kind of sounds silly, but like as simple as like rotating it, like which way I have, I don't know, like which way I have the mic in my hand too. Just simple little things. It's weird like that, you know. Like mm-hmm. there's a certain way I like to hold the mic, I, and I can tell in my hand like. If it's upside down from where I'd like it or whatever, you know, or it's weird. Yeah, I mean, every mic is a little bit different, too, in the way that they react and stuff. But there is something, too, that, I mean, we've all seen the sound guy posting the memes of just, like, this is not how you hold a microphone. Yeah, 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 don't cup the mic. Yeah. Rule one. But there is, like you said, actually some technique to cupping the mic to change what what goes through the microphone, you know? I mean, it's like saying, like, don't ever cup a harmonica. It's like, well, then you're only getting, like, yeah, yeah, one, yeah. one texture out exactly. of it ever, yeah, yeah. you know? And so, like, if you actually cup the thing, you can change the way that it sounds quite a bit. I mean, maybe it's, like, not good for the mic or whatever. It's what, like whistling compared to using your fingers and not, you know? Yeah. Like, you can amplify it so much more and you whistle, you know, like this, then 
yeah. just normal. I can't whistle at all, but, you know. <laughs> really? Just, not no, even a little no, bit? No, 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 no. So, so there won't be any, like, whistling solos really? in any of your songs? Definitely not, no. <laughs> It'd just be, like, air coming out, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. So there's, yeah, a lot of different projection things I guess you can do. But then you're super vulnerable. But the one good thing, too, with me, like if I like I said before, if I mess up or forget a line mm-hmm. or something no one notices. That's true. Unless they know the songs. But in that point, it's like, you know. Well, I, then, well, I then can't you... train wreck as bad as like a guitar player or a bass player or a, or a drummer, you know, like Dude, that could be a fucking disaster. Here's what you got to think about, though, is if you mess up and like forget to come in and sing some words and somebody says, dude, I, I you didn't sing these words then you're just going to be like, oh, this guy's listened to this song a lot. He must really yeah, like exactly, it. You yeah, exactly. It's actually like, I'm like kudos to you, buddy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's thanks a, for listening. It's a compliment in disguise is yep. what it is, you know, and that's one of those things that I absolutely love about that kind of music. It's, yeah, it's like cool when you get when you get to the point where you can hand the mic, like put the mic out because you got people up front screaming that actually know the words. Dude, that's wild. That's so cool too, man. Yeah. Or looking out and you see people moshing and shit, like that energy, like that they're like feeding off your energy and then you're feeding back off of their energy that's so much fun man there's a depending on where we're at because i mean some places nobody moshes at and some places people get a little rowdier but like there's a couple songs that we play that is like almost guaranteed to just people start, start it and it's like this is this is nuts you right? know it's so it's cool yeah such a wild feeling to see people just loving your music and just it is just yeah dancing all crazy. over the place oh man yeah it's so much fun so like you were talking like in the first band, um, Left to Burn, you were like, oh, I'll, I'll play the drums, I guess, you know, and then, <laughs> and like, how did you end up getting to singing? Was it like, you got a better drummer, so it was just like, well, yeah, 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 because I, I, I had a PA, and mm-hmm. so we had a dude that, like, played drum that actually knew what he was doing on the drums a little bit, so I would just, like, scream along in the background while we were doing stuff, and so that's how it came about. Oh, they're like, no way. Oh, man, like, they're like, you can actually, like, scream, dude, like, yeah, you're pretty so good, cool. and I'm that's like, so cool. yeah, I never even thought about it, so... <laughs> And then, like, they would play, and I would sit with a notebook and kind of jot shit down, you know? And then all of a sudden, like, it's like, hey, I got an idea for this, an idea for this. And then we had a couple songs, you know, Dude, here that's, and there. And... that's so insane, too, because, like, there's a certain level of, uh, of like, self-consciousness that you're going to have with that notebook, though, too. Yeah, yeah, I assume yeah. we're like... I'm writing down my feelings here. I'm pour- oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pour- it's like you're almost like an adult writing a poem. And I'm not trying to, it like, is. downgrade yeah, yeah, yeah. any of it, but it's like... Man, I hope people like this because if they don't, I'm gonna feel like an ass. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, it's well, a lot of our stuff like you can see some of the board maybe like we got some definitely like try to get a little creepy and off the wall with different songs and song titles and stuff. You know, like we've got different stuff about like actually dark reflections. So the single and the album that's about psychomantium. Okay, it's about like are you familiar with that? At no. All? Hit me. Hit. <laughs> all right, so it's like you sit in a dimly lit room. With a mirror on the wall, but, like, off to the side of you. So you're not staring directly at it or seeing your own reflection, but it's reflecting just something off in the distance or a corner or something like that. And if if you stare at the mirror long enough, supposedly, you can communicate with the other side or ghosts or spirits, whatever it may be, hmm. can come through the mirror because eventually it's like a portal. You know, that mirror is like a portal, which oh, cool. it goes back, dates way, way back about mirrors being, you know, seen into your soul and, you know, there's been stories of <clears throat> different murderers and stuff through the times that have covered the mirrors and houses because they don't want to be able to, you know, Ooh, they, they can't okay. see, they don't want to see themselves or something like that. Or they think, you know, the spirit of a person that has been murdered will go into the mirror, stuff like that, you know, it's mm-hmm. a different concept. So that's what Dark Reflections is all about. That's why That kind of creepy side of the mirror and, you know, that's the mirror absorbing your reflections and what comes out of it, you know, could be, who knows, you know, there's... Ooh, that's wild. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intense, like... I, I love hearing the concepts for stuff like that come out too. Cause it's like, 
heavy metal bands like if you just like read the title of the song you'd be like all right this is a heavy metal yeah. song by a heavy metal band but then like when you hear the stuff like that you're like oh this wasn't just like i hate you yeah 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 it wasn't just oh die 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 blood there's, there's die. actually like a large thought process yeah, going yeah. that's my oh that's mind-blowing and it actually puts so much more purpose down to the song where it's like this song actually has like a very very valid story to it that oh yeah yeah is if, yeah, intriguing the, the, so the artwork on the album too like all the different stuff so I guess it'll be out by the time we do this. So, like, the cover is a guy, you know, all curled up with the mirror broken with, like, a it's a skull face, like, coming out. Like, it's that dark, that evil reflection in it. And then the inside album is, like, it's got hands pushed up against, like, if you were trapped inside of the mirror. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, that goes hand-in-hand hand with that one. And then the back cover is based off of uh, Rise for the Procession, which is a guy staring down a hallway you know, preparing to go in to see death, you know, to experience that. You know, oh, and that wow. was written by Jalois and uh, one of his buddies, I can't remember his name right now. I believe it was uh, about their grandfather's passing. Oh, wow. So that song, Rise for the Procession, was by them, you know, and I'm honored to do it. I love, it's it's a great song. I, I love that I get to perform it. It's it's so much fun. And it's it's humbling. You know, I've, I've said that at different shows, too. And like, hey, you know, everybody join, stand up right now, you know, rise for the procession, you know, like, and told a little story and people all get up, you know, in honor. It's it's really cool. It's so fun. That's the one he's always like, you know, we once we get enough material, we can pull this out of the set list whenever you want. And it's like, it's a great song. We all love playing it. Yeah. Love it. It's it's so much fun. Dude, that's the other part of it is we're like, uh, even in like Three Finger Betty John's like, do you even like this song? Do you like playing these songs? Like, should we not play this song anymore? And it's like, dude, play Like, I love playing this song. Yeah. Like, we're going to play this song It's funny because we all have you know? our favorites. You know, like when we talk about like, oh, we should maybe drop something from the set list or, you know, let's drop, let's uh, add a, like we've got a couple covers. Um, well, we've got one. And then we're going to work on another one soon. Nice. But like, you know, we talk about like shortening sets. You know, some of the some of the bigger shows, you only you only get 20 minutes or something like that, you know, so you got to drop a couple songs off there. Mm-hmm. And that's the funny. Everyone's got the, the one song that they love, like love to play or like the most, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool to see everybody's. I th- I think some of that's like really fun though when you get to choose between songs where it's like I don't know what you got 10 15 songs now you can play and it's like well you get to play a half an hour or an hour or 20 minutes and it's like you get to choose what you want and it's like do we want to just come out there and just like punch them in the gut with like 20 right. minutes worth of like super heavy stuff so you yeah, can like yeah. you can pick out the ones that are the highest energy that are going to people are just blow the energy out of Lucas yeah. make him sweat you know <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for drummers Yeah in that drummers aspect. got it yeah, they got it terrible, man. All the double kicks and just... Especially with the short sets. It's like, uh, we're taking eight seconds between songs. Yeah, tops, exactly. You know, yep. And we're yeah. going again. I might I might announce the name of the next song and then, you know, we're right into it. Yeah. So, you know, oh my. Count, count off with the sticks. We're going. Yeah, man. And they're back there just sweating, dying, like, hold on one second. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, man. Drummers will probably outlive us all anyways. Yeah. So, they're healthy um, for sure. Yeah, no or kidding. active, you know. Yeah. Way more active than me. Yeah, they're busting out way more cardio than I am. I'm trying my best. Yeah. I'm moving around on stage, but you know, there's only yeah. so much you can do with a guitar, right? you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, think, get, I get to step up on the monitors and stuff like that, you know, run side to side and stuff. Oh, yeah. you. Fun. I remember one time you had some, like, really awesome monitor lighting I had, a, I had a, Oh, yeah. I had a step-up box or ego box, I guess, that uh, I'd put plexiglass on the top and I'd put a pressure switch in it. So you could, when I stepped on it, it would shine red up through. Brilliant, dude. I love yeah. that. I love that thing. That was oh. a, I found it, like, a YouTube video and just did it. Do you still have it? Do you still use it? Or no, you- actually, um... Josh of Free Twenty Four, I gave it to him. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, so if he he's actually probably got, I think he's doing one more show, so make it out to that one. Check him out. He's great. Yeah, man. Uh, Josh Thomas is great. Yeah, I uh, I've you know befriended him on 
Facebook, and I've talked to him a little bit here and there. I talked to him at that uh, uh, Toys for Tots show that, okay, yeah, that yeah, you guys yeah. set up. Yep. Speaking of which, I talked about that a little bit um, when I rec- actually recorded a podcast in the parking lot of that show. Oh, yeah, yeah, with John, yeah. But, that. yeah. but man, that was mind-blowing. It I, was. I think t- it was like 400 and some, 436 or $4,3200 was raised, plus there was... The, the amount of so many baskets toys. of toys like we did it was it was free it. to come in but there was a toy donation if you wanted or you could donate cash and stuff and yeah like there was a shit ton of toys the whole vestibule of the bar coming in was packed full of toys plus cash donations it dude was, i was mind blown it was it that was, was crazy that was a really good show i mean i hate to just double back to that show again but like <laughs> it's but, all right, but damn man, it I was mean, fun it was awesome i helped dominic put it on like dominic did all the fundraising type stuff for it and then i kind of talked to all the bands and stuff so yeah, he was like, "Damn!" He's like, "I should have you do this more often." Like I, like I had within probably a week, I had a turnover of I think it was eight bands. I want to say or seven that played or something mm-hmm. that were like, "Yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it." I was like, "Sweet." Yeah, dude. it was so easy to book, man. Like, mm-hmm. I think booking shows is hard. It was so simple. It's like, "Hey, we're doing this thing for Toys for Tots. You want to donate your time? We got this bar here's You know, and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure." Everyone's so humbled to do it. You know? Yeah, which is cool. I mean, it's a. Uh... It's a really cool thing that like uh, you got all that kind of support going in the music scene, and like that was also one of the most supportive shows with the most random assortment of bands ever. Because like yeah. like you said, you'd be you'd be seeing like a super heavy metal kind of a band up there, and then like they'd watch the Three Finger Betty set and be like, "Dude, I loved music like this when right. I was growing up," you know. And it, you throw solos and you know, it's like that's so neat to hear because even though you're making something completely different, it doesn't mean you don't like what we're oh, doing, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's really cool to get that support out of people and and have people come out and catch you at other shows too. Even I mean that's that's pretty wild right it's like what's that that one meme where it's the kid with the frowny face it's like the biggest compliment another musician's gonna give you you know like i know like you playing guitar like the people sit and just watch you know yeah. and yeah i remember like, what you're oh, talking man it's, man man yeah it's like the one where the kid's just like he just looks super it's, upset he's yeah, just like just smug just, face like just nope yeah nope. and it's like somebody else it's like yeah. fuck i why that, did i think of that you know yeah. progression or scale yeah, yeah, or something exactly. it's like son of a there's so much simple stuff that people still come up with out of nowhere it's like i wish i would have thought of that like it's so simple but whatever right? i guess like somebody else did and that's yeah that's watching the... all the guys in my band i'm just blown away like i got you know the most talented guys in my band that just on a whim it happened to all work out dude it was so crazy like how it all came about dude yeah honestly I'd, I'd met i'd never met kyle the bass player ever i'd met albert once at a show talked to him on facebook a little bit me and lucas had met probably six seven times and then i'd met julius like twice maybe three times that's oh, it cool and now like we're almost two years deep dude like best of friends like getting married here in october they're all gonna be my wedding you know oh, wild and, yeah that's cool yeah yeah i mean when i first started with three finger betty you were one of the first people i met i mean you'd be at uh, Hole, um, Misty worked at Hole, yep, you know, yep. and I'd see you guys there and hang out with you and talk to you, and you'd be at shows, and you know, you guys would be calling out Three Finger Betty songs you wanted to play. Oh you yeah, know, play this Bad song, you know. Tony. Yep. <laughs> so be, Always, yeah. I think it. there's been a set where you guys have played it twice because, oh yeah, it was um, oh god, what was it? Was the Death of the Valor Ballroom one or whatever? I okay. think like uh, all right. I think we came in after. I think you guys might have played it again because Misty was like, "Hey, like she loves that song." John does. Yeah, dude, that was a, that was a fun show playing at the Valor. Yeah, that was a couple. That was few years oh, back. Yeah. yeah, that was one of my first shows I ever played with them, and it was really? just like you guys have to play two hours. And I was like, "What? <laughs> I've been in this band for like two months, dude. Uh, yeah. Just tone it down a notch." There you, know? you go. But, got thrown in the wolves of that one, huh? Yeah, no kidding. But I mean, that's one of the coolest things though is like meeting these people throughout. Like, my musical journey is pretty short, you know, quote unquote uh, yeah. musical journey. It's it's only a same, few, dude, few same. years long, like, you know. Yeah, mine will be two years in September with these guys. So yeah, I mean, like before that, you had Left to Left Burn. To burn. And yeah, that we were around 
10 months maybe yeah and before that you were just like me you were green in the scene you know oh, yeah like, like nothing yeah some of my first shows were like really close to when you started playing some of your first shows so yeah that's awesome with, within a year so it's just kind of come up together yeah yeah it's kind of cool to have, <clears> to have yeah some... my first first time i was ever on stage you guys were there so yeah i mean I, I love that i love being able to like talk to people and you know and like it sucks that you know the first band i saw you with had to kind of fall apart but it's yeah. cool to have it everything back. yeah everything worked out for a reason you know exactly that's now, how it is now you, you know? got another band that's been together longer and there's and no hostility between you know between any of us it's all cool you know yep yep everybody, everybody has their own arguments and yeah I mean, it is it is what it is yeah and i mean that's like my favorite and least favorite part about bands like breaking up is sometimes it's just like lack of communication like nobody doesn't not like anybody you know yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just we people, just people butt heads you know it happens you yeah, know it is what it is totally but, whatever yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know if you want to keep keep it going then keep doing it you know yep the yeah. love of music that's you know yeah or just it. start a new band and keep, and keep plowing right, away yeah. man just, i mean you know that's so cool flip a coin and get lucky i guess yeah, man dude, like yeah yeah man it worked out i i knew though like i'd heard i'd heard albert play i'd heard jaloyce play you know and i was like man and like lucas was on board like 100 percent. he was so down like mm-hmm. He, first time I met him, he was just like, "Dude, yep." He's like, "I want to play drones behind you, fucking screaming like we can bring the energy. Let's do it." That's nice. And then the two guitar players, I'm like, "Man, it's like I just need to get these two in a room together. Like, they're so good, like so fucking good." Mm-hmm. And I got them together, dude, and it's yeah. And then Kyle came aboard too, and it just the just we just gelled. It was so awesome, man, how it all came together. Dude, that's sweet. Like you couldn't like ask for anything better. Like honestly, five people, five weeks, five songs, like. Mm-hmm fucking crazy to think of and now we have an album with yeah five songs COVID on hits it. and you think it's bad but then all of a sudden boom you got an album coming yep, out yeah not only that but like uh lyric video dropping friday yep yep, yep. and then the next next friday is the album drop yep, so that's for sure that's yeah be cool so yeah i'm stoked for that man i can't wait to check it out um i mean that was that was kind of like one of the main reasons i came over here because i'm excited you guys got an album coming out you know and yeah, it's it's yeah. it's cool to actually finalize that stuff and be it on is, an album sure. and and, and have, yeah if you'd have told me again when I was 12, when I got that acoustic guitar from Walmart, or thinking I was a wannabe rock star, you know, I didn't, yeah. I'd have never fucking thought in a million years that, oh, I'd be, you know, 34, 35 years old, you know, mm-hmm. with the album, I'll be on iTunes, you know, Spotify, yeah, yeah. like all yeah. that shit. That's crazy to think, dude. Like, yeah, I remember when all that stuff first came out. It's like, how do people get stuff onto iTunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this wizardry? I remember thinking, <laughs> man, if I could just have like, if you could just open up the iTunes app one time, and, like. There was my stuff. Like, that would be like the ultimate fucking goal, dude. That'd be so cool. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, happened, man. Anybody yeah. can do anything. Just, you know, stick to it, dude. If you yeah, want to exactly. do it, make it happen. Yeah. Or just build the shit around you and eventually it'll come to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, dude, yeah. Uh, you want to be a vocalist? Go get a PA, man. Just rock out, you it, know? It get doesn't. Some stuff. Meet some people. doesn't take too much. I mean, you're going to regret not trying more than you're going to, yeah, most more definitely. than you're going to be like, this is awkward. Most you know? definitely. If you want to do something, get out, get out to shows, man, you know, support everybody. You'll meet some of the coolest people. Like, you know, I met you because of it. There's dude, to everybody, like in all the bands, Callus is like our brother band. We've played love, them so many them. times. They're so great. All those dudes are awesome. Yeah. Dude, they've been, they've been around forever. Dude, I remember in some seeing, form or another. Like, speaking of like a long time ago, um, Kyle Miller. So Norm's little brother, me and him were buddies in high school. And I remember it was like Kyle's, 15th or 16th birthday party that uh callus played in the barn of their parents house oh cool yeah dude so that was and then to think 20 years later two decades later like you know again like i'm getting off stage norm's getting up on the stage right after me you know Mm -hmm. that's that's sweet like i've been a fan of them for you know like i said since i was 11 12 you know like we went to uh battle the bands at the old uh super toad or whatever no it's it 
was Toad Hauler. No, it was, I think it was Super Toad on. You probably don't know if you're not from nope. Des Moines. No. Nope. It was um, on 14th and Euclid. All right. It used to be a place, venue there a long, long, long time ago. Like me and Ben Murphy went together like in high school oh, to wow. go watch Callus play. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we're talking like 99, 98, 99. No, oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. You know, I remember I remember when I first started like watching Super Toad, yeah. independent bands, you know, around the state and stuff like that. Callus was one of the first bands I saw, you know. Right. Yeah, you can't think of like local metal scene without Callus being mentioned, dude. They're Yeah. I mean, they're one of the longest standing. I mean, they weren't always doing stuff and putting no, out I think material. Norm, Norm uh tore his vocal cords, I think, or something. Ooh. Had an injury for a bit there and they were down, but still he's he's back kicking now. Yeah, you know, they got from start to now i bet they got 22 years in or something Woo! i bet yeah like yeah man. yeah yeah man. i got rock and roll hall of fame material what's it 25 years the active band yeah, like i will rock and roll hall of fame. they're close yeah, man yeah they're, dude they're close you know, to they, that time they limit. played they were uh um sponsored by jaeger for a while did like the jaeger tours and stuff oh, cool so, cool yeah. that's awesome they've got a hell of a that's uh, a cool story there, man. Catalog, yeah. I should have to hit one of those guys up. Yeah, for sure. Definitely get one of them on there. But hey, uh, while we're on the topic of hitting things up, hit up your guys' video. Where's it going to be? Is it going to be on the Air for Sorrow YouTube page? Yeah, it'll be, yep, YouTube. Yep, we'll drop it on YouTube. All right. For uh, sure. And then right. I'm sure it'll be all over the Facebook walls everywhere. So awesome. we'll drop awesome. it on all the Dude, media platforms. Yeah, definitely. Platforms. Awesome. So I won't have a link for it in the description section the day this comes out. Maybe I'll plop one in there on Friday when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah uh, for sure. Otherwise, uh, I'll put your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'll put everything down in the description section. Uh, next week on Friday. Yep, is, next is, week, Friday. That's yep, uh, the 14th. The video will drop. Uh, 21st, the album will drop. There it is. That's what yep. we need to know. So, uh, hey, thanks for sitting down with me, Cody. Oh, no I really problem, appreciate man. it, man. Give me one of these. Yeah, Boom. for sure. Yeah. Dude. If you're into metal, check us out, man. Discover new music. You know, come out to a show sometime. Go like our page. If You might not like us, but you might like a band that we play a show, you know, that it's on a bill on a booking with us or whatever so uh exactly that come out and support any local music man i literally almost guarantee you if you go to a live show you will enjoy one of the bands for sure yep more there's somebody that's gonna blow you away dude. more than you wanted to you'll be like now i gotta like these guys you know you're gonna be like these guys are so cool and it's like for five bucks dude you're gonna discover you know some cool stuff yeah Yeah, your next favorite band dude or some really cool guys or something or if you want to form a band Go out to shows and talk to those people, dude. Yeah. They said everybody's in multiple projects around you. There might be somebody you get buddy-buddy with, and then they play guitar, they know a drummer, and next thing you got a project, too. Dude, you know? that, that's how it happens, honestly. Like, uh I, I play guitar in my basement. I started going to some shows, and I knew John from pro wrestling shows and stuff, and he's like, you want to play in the band here? And it was like, sure, right. and that's that's it, man. I mean, just go that's out there it, and buddy yeah. up with some people and get her done. Yep. Dude. You know, fake it till you make it. Get in there and just be around the scene and stuff, you know, dude, that, and then you'll... That's what you know. it is. Yep. yep, that's that's all. Yep. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks you for too, joining man. me on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. Yep. Oh, baby, it's fun to sit down and talk with Cody. I don't see too much of him anymore. Uh, you know, he frequents different places, and he's playing shows now, so I don't get to see him as much as I did before he joined a band. But what a cool story to hear him talk about how you know, even though the first band you know didn't work out, he. I mean, it was one way or another he was going to try to get his ideas out there and, uh, you know, got a band together and the band cranked out a handful of songs really quick, you know, and it's pre- it's pretty cool. They got uh, an album coming out, they've got the lyric video coming out, and uh, that's this Friday for the lyric video, which is tomorrow, and then uh, next week they also have that al- uh, album coming out, so that'll be pretty much everywhere you guys want to listen to it. I heard a little sneak peek of it 
pretty darn good. I'm continually blown away by what people can do with uh, just some software in their basement without having any of the quote-unquote pros, you know, showing them or telling them what to do. Uh, it's pretty wild, so I think it's pretty nice. You know, it's, uh, it's really cool that they sat down and did it all, you know, DIY style, and they pulled it off amazingly. So shout out to you guys in uh, Air of Sorrow for doing that. It sounds, sounds really good from the little preview I heard, so cool. I think everybody should uh, check it out if, if you're into metal and stuff like that. You know, give it a give it a sneak peek. Go over to their Facebook page, scroll down, check it out in the description section, and uh, you know, give them some love. If that's if if you guys like metal, I bet you'll probably like Air of Sorrow. So check it out. Oh, hey, did everybody know we're doing uh, video versions of the podcast now? Yeah, uh, I'm recording video versions of the podcast, so you can see me kind of on my travels, going here, there, and everywhere. Uh, I'm just kind of planting down a video, you know, recorder anywhere I can, just to. Uh, try to get some shots of what we got going on as far as me sitting down talking with people so uh i've only done a couple of them so far but they are available on the patreon page if you guys want to watch video versions of the podcast they are all available there it only costs a dollar a month so uh if you guys want to do a dollar a month that's what it is you can give me more but uh hey you know a dollar a month will do it so dollar a month gets you all of the audible farm podcast videos uh starting at episode 100 so as of now there's only two on there but uh there will be more to come and uh hopefully i'll start recording some other uh goofy content and and set it up on there for you guys uh, i've been working on some things i'm still trying to find the best way to pull it all off but i'm i'm getting there so uh stick with me otherwise just head to the audible farm youtube channel that's where i upload videos of bands that i've seen play live and things like that i usually only upload videos with their permission so uh you know if the audio quality is not very good or they, they weren't particularly fond of their performance uh usually the videos don't make it up there so there's there's a handful of them up there so check those out as well otherwise uh, all the audio audio versions of the podcast are also available on the audible farm youtube channel so check that out. It's uh, youtube.audiblefarm.com. We'll take you there. And uh, hey, we went through 100 episodes. We went through 100 episodes. It's pretty wild. You know, I uh, ran a little bit of a special deal on 10% off t-shirts, and I want to say thanks to everybody that uh, jumped on that one. That was pretty fun. Been selling a decent amount of merch. Been uh, slowly starting to sell down and or sell out of some merch. So I want to say thanks to everybody that's been buying the merch lately. I really, really appreciate it. If you guys want to get your hands on some Audible Farm merch, go to shop.audiblefarm.com or uh, go to www.audiblefarm.com and follow the link to the shop. And you can save 5% on your order. How are you going to do that? Well, just go back to the intro and listen for the code words. Speaking of code words, hey, thanks, Couchtown Coffee, for sponsoring another episode. I really appreciate you guys doing everything you do. Uh, not just for me, but for all the coffee lovers, uh, wherever you send your coffee. So I really appreciate that. Uh, check it out, www.couchtowncoffee.com. And uh, speaking of checking things out, check me out because I am out of here. Peace.